0: Hello, and welcome to Sense of Responsibility. I'm Alec Lindenauer, a certified financial planning professional, husband, and chief allowance officer to two daughters. I'm also the creator of the Sense of Responsibility tools and how-to instruction parents need to raise their children into financially literate, money-savvy adults, even if they don't know much about finance themselves.
1: I'm Julie Franz, a chef entrepreneur at heart, wife, and mother of two middle school children. I also curate the Sense of Responsibility community so parents have a forum to ask questions, share success stories, and discuss their journeys. As a financial newbie myself, I'm also cultivating our group support system to help carve out my own family's path toward financial literacy. Well, Alec, we're back. So great to see you. I always just get so inspired when we're together and we're talking about core and I just love all of your uh, experiences and your advice and all the great things you have to to talk about. So very excited to dig into a question, a challenge, and a win today with you since that's the format we're going to be following. How are you today?
0: I'm great. I'm great. You know, (laughs) summer's coming to an end, unfortunately, over here, but... Lots of challenges, wins, and questions, so that's a good thing.
1: Yep, yep. Well, as we get more and more... Parents, you know, on this core journey and on their path, for all you listeners out there, we are hungry for your questions. Please send them over. And if we can, we'll touch upon it in a blog or a podcast or social media. We love to, you know, really dig in and try to answer those with you and for you and and get the community involved too.
0: That's what the other parents really want to hear. One of the number one things that you've heard in terms of feedback is I want to hear from other parents. I want to hear Alec and Julie talking about other parents and whatever format is Best for them, whether that's in the newsletter, or the the blog, the podcast, or whatever it is. So, yes, I would yeah, invite questions everybody to
1: the same. And stories, right? I mean, not just yeah. questions. We want anecdotes. We want, we want to hear your wins too. Wins are great Absolutely. and challenges. All of the above. That's why we're here. Yep. One of our core parents did pose a great question. Uh just this month, Alec. He was, I think, in between his first core day and his second core day. His kids are in there, their family's ready, they're pumped, they're they're doing all the things. And he came to us and he asked the question, how do I put limits on spending, right? Because that's like a a kind of a weird feeling for a parent who's always kind of monitored their kids' spending and allowance and been part of that. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's your spending money, go for it. And it it might feel a little unsettling. So when he asked that question, Alec, what, what came to mind for you? What did you share with him? What do you want to share with the community about that?
0: First, let me just level set a little bit because I know you and I throw around core day, um, like everybody knows what that is. But you know, for new listeners, there's allowance day, and I think that's what the typical parent will do, right? They say, "Okay, here's your allowance, here's your money, and you know, off you go." But a core day, sense responsibility, core. We love acronyms. Is one that's centered around a strategy around that specific allowance day, and that parent knows exactly what to do around spending saving, investing, and donating. And we're doing that on a regular basis. Our community core day, if you will, is the first Sunday of every month where we would love for the core community to all do it together. But sometimes it doesn't work for everybody. I know Julie, you usually do it on Wednesdays, but the core day is that allowance day ritual. That is that And then some it's like allowance on steroids if you will and then we want to carry that core day philosophy through the rest of the month where we're translating what was discussed on that core day into the rest of the month right so that's what we mean when we we talk about core day so when this dad when he posed that question to me uh, the answer that i had is the same answer that's in my house and for my two girls it is you really are trying to give your child leeway and really as much leeway as possible. The limits should really be the same limits that you have in your house or your your house rules, so one of mine as an example is glitter. I hate glitter. anybody who's taken the courses, they know I talk about glitter, and that's I'm a no go on on glitter it gets everywhere, so the kids can't buy glitter now. Candy is one that comes up for a lot of parents, especially those elementary age kids, right? My kids, when they were in elementary school, they would buy candy, but they can't have it for breakfast. It would go in the candy bin. We had, you know, candy bin, if we were, was Halloween or whatever, it all gets stored in, in the closet in a particular place in the, in the pantry. And that's the candy bin. So whenever the candy bin comes out, if they want to then eat their candy that they bought, that's fine. The idea is that you really want them to go out in the world and spend on the things that they're going to spend on. Now, I'm sure you can relate, Julie, that we look at what our kids spend on and immediately, very often what comes into our head is, well, that is frivolous. That is just flat out stupid. I would not spend my money on that. Well, yeah, I mean you're not seven years old. I'm not seven years old. This, this dad, he's not seven years old, but the kids are. So God, got the list of inane frivolous things that my kids have purchased through the years. It goes on and on and on. We were just on family vacation in Maine and we went to an amusement park and my daughter, who's now in ninth grade, she spent, I don't even know how much money it was. It was $20, $30, something like a big amount for her on the claw. right? You walk up to the machine and you put the money in and the, the mechanical claw goes and it goes down and, and it grabs the, uh, the the stuffed animal. Well, of course it wasn't grabbing the stuffed animal. It would grab it, pick it up, and then drop it along the way. And she was heartbroken every single time, but she just kept feeding it dollars, feeding it dollars, feeding it dollars. And first of all, she doesn't need the stuffed animal. Second of all, those things are rigged. And I kept telling her, but she kept wanting to try it. So She didn't win the stuffed animal. She wasted her money. And all the while, I just kept saying, look, it's not what I would spend my money on. I'm telling you that these are rigged. It's supposed to do that. So it gets you to to pay more money and it's working. After the fact, she then also got these tickets. It was every time she lost, it would spit out tickets. You know, you can exchange you know, 30 tickets for a pencil or something like that. Right. So she was all ready and she's like, okay, well I spent $30, but I'm going to go get my pencil or my eraser or something like that. And now we're, we're waiting online. And it's like this whole thing. And I said, I was like, Grace, you're not doing this. You're going to have to give these to somebody. And so she gives all of her tickets to this little kid. So she not only did she not even get a pencil, she literally got nothing out of it. I mean, how frivolous can you get? Half hour later I asked her and said, know, how do you feel about that? And she's like, I cannot believe I spent my money on that. That was really dumb. So I agree. I mean, I I wouldn't do that. A few days later, we're in a souvenir shop and, you know, I bought a sweatshirt or something for me and I told them I would get them each one souvenir during the trip. I did. She found something else she really wanted to buy. She had no more money. She had like $3 left and it cost, you know, 10 or $12, something like that. So what did I do? I referred back. I said, okay, well, remember all that money that you went and you you spent on the claw? This is why we don't do that. So one, she experienced regret 30 minutes after. She said, I can't believe I did that. You know, I really have nothing to show for it. And I really wasn't going to win anyway, but I got so revved up about it. I was glad that she recognized that in herself, right? That was first of all. I don't think I would have gotten that same response had it been my money. Because it was hers, it stuck with her for the 30 minutes. But then the follow-up lesson a few days later in the souvenir shop for her to recognize and now have it have, feel the impact again was valuable. So just because we think it's frivolous, meaning that just because we think that item isn't worth it, they might be getting some entertainment value out of it, for one, but there also might be future lessons out of it. It goes back to why are we... Doing this? Why are we giving them allowance? Why is it a core day? Why are we, you know, even teaching them about spending? What is the point? Is the point to make sure that every time they spend money, they're getting a lot of value out of it? Look, I know I'm not. I rented a movie the other day, whatever it was, like five dollars or something like that. I have Netflix. There's plenty on Netflix I haven't seen. I wanted to see that movie. I paid the five dollars, and someone would look at that and say, "Well, that's frivolous. I don't, I don't like Marvel movies, right?" What's frivolous to one person isn't frivolous to another. And for us as parents, it can be really valuable right then, a little bit after then, a few days later, a few weeks later, or, you know, I don't know, I don't know about a few years later, but it can be valuable for a very long time. What we're trying to do is to get them to practice spending mindfully more than anything else. So as long as they're doing that, and as long as you, you are using that strategically you just want to stay within the confines of your house rules. So they know there are parameters that they must follow, but they have a lot of leeway for them to practice. That's the key.
1: Totally agree. And on the candy topic, I mean, I hate candy. I think candy's the devil. And Cassidy loves candy. John likes it, but Cassidy is like a fiend for candy. But I think, you know, in her process, she's really learned the value of a dollar and that if she has X amount of dollars to spend in a month's time, she's going to want to spend that on clothes and accessories. She does not – she knows what it feels like to waste it on stupid candy. She's done it enough times. Had I not let her do that and, like, take that money to Rite Aid and just waste it on candy – She wouldn't have come to that on her own like you're always talking about, that they need to come to it on their own. So now she'll say, mom, will you buy me a Starbucks? Mom, will you buy me a boba, a bag of candy, whatever? And I say, no, absolutely not. That's not something that's important to me. You can spend your money. And she always says, no, I'm going to save my money. So letting them make a few mistakes and feel that pain and regret is kind of what you're going for a little bit, I think, in this process when they're young.
0: And isn't that amazing? Because you know that if it wasn't their money, right? If it wasn't Cassidy's money and you said that she would, you know, might stomp her foot or give you a look or roll her eyes or ask, you know, a hundred times, but how much shorter is that conversation now than it used to be?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, oh, okay, fine. You know, but she gets it. She's not going to argue. She's going to put her foot down and then walk away and, and know the reason. You know, the thing that she spends her money on that I just think is so dumb, Alex, speaking of dumb things, I mean, the claw, <laughs> you know, Grace hopefully learned after that one time what a waste that was. Cassidy's thing is nails, acrylic nails. I hate acrylic nails like for myself. I, I'm just looking at my nails. I'm just like not – I'm just not that way. I would spend my money on so many other things. Yes, they look good. You know, they click and they make you feel sophisticated. She loves them. It's $50 a time to get wow. those fills and it takes a long time and I have to drive her there and, you know, it's it's a whole thing. So for me, I, I, I am not putting any money towards it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'll support her by driving her there and driving her back and I'll tell her which ones, look you know, I like or whatever. She does know, talking about house rules, like how you're talking about the candy and the house rules, they have to be short. I mean, if she comes mm. back with talons – that will be the end of that forever.
0: See, both of our girls are learning about the claw.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so you know we we do have a, a little bit of rules there, and she knows, and there's a trust thing because I leave her in there on her own, and she knows. But, you know, the thing is, she she really likes clothes and accessories, and she likes to spend her spend. Right after allowance day or core day, you know, she wants to go up to the village and go to her favorite boutiques and she usually spends every penny within the first week. Then she needs her nails. Her nails start, you know, clipping off and she knows uh, she's got to get them chipping. Yeah. They start just kind of peeling and she goes, well, it's going to be more expensive if I wait and they all come off. I'd rather get them done now so that I can save a little bit of money, but I don't have any more money. Mom, what can I do to make money? And I'll look around the house, and maybe there will be something that I need her to do, but quite often there's not, and I don't usually pay for chores. So we run into a problem, right? And so she's learning now halfway through the month, I need to figure out how to make more money. Well, we have this barking dog next door. And Long story short, I had reached out to the owner to say, hey, is there anything we can do to help you with your barking dog? Because it's keeping us up at night, and it's really problematic for us and our family. And he said, well, I'll you know, try this or that, but what would really help is if somebody could help with walking the dog a couple times a week, and I'd be happy to pay them. So he knows that we have an almost 12 and 13-year-old here. And so right away, Cassidy goes, what? How much? How many walks? How much money is it going to be? And so we were going back and forth, and the neighbor said, if she can walk the dog eight times a week you know, for however long she wants to keep going on through into school and whatever, eight times a week, I'll pay her $40 a week. That is a great deal for an 11 or 12 year old. And all she has to do is a little 15 minute loop around the, around the block. So together, she and I sat down and we mapped out the next two weeks, you know, according to her camp and cheer and travel schedule and all of that. What are those eight times? And she made a, a nice little poster in her room with all the dates and times, and she crosses them off one by one. But man, she's getting up. She's going straight over there. She knows how to get the dog by herself and take the dog on a walk. So lo and behold, the dog is not barking anymore. Wow. Um, Now, now what a win. We talked about a win. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's sleeping better. (laughs) Everybody's sleeping. Yeah, I think they actually also put him in another room at night, which really helped. I'm glad we brought it up to them. But yeah, I mean, the, the bigger win here is really seeing Cassidy's determination to make that money because she knows exactly what those nails cost and what it means to her, how valuable it is. She doesn't want to sacrifice her allowance on nails. She knows what that's earmarked for. So she's really learning to hustle. That's amazing. And to make, make the money you know, work for her, so that's been really exciting to see. I hope the consistency stays, but getting a forty dollars payout at the end of the week that's that's really great for her age. So
0: I that's hope that amazing. Keeps her
1: motivated. Yeah.
0: So let's correlate that to core. How much of that do you, of that win do you relate to core as opposed to what would have been? So now you're in probably month seven, month eight of of doing this.
1: I think the biggest thing that I can correlate is her understanding the value of money and her understanding how to budget her money and work within what she values the most and so over the course of this practice I was mentioning the candy and the boba and the the poppets and the stupid trinkets she's she's done all of that and so over the course of this she understands now, these are the things I want and need. These are the things I have to buy on a monthly basis with my money. And she knows that the clothes she likes and the nails she wants cost more than what she's getting for her allowance. She has realized she has to work for that, you know, extra. So I feel like this is a huge win when I when I can talk huge. to her about the cost of things. Yeah, winning. <laughs> um, and then I <laughs> do have great. another, you know, little piece to that story, which would maybe be considered the challenge that that we were going to talk to too, but as long as we're on the topic of the nails, I was also really proud of her for taking the initiative and calling the nail place before we went and asking how much fills are. They said fills are $35, and she had exactly $35 on her debit card at that time. So she thought, okay, that will be fine. I might need to borrow a little bit from mom, you know, for the tip or whatever. But she was really calculated with her money. And so she went and
0: – So excuse me, of course, if I don't even know what a fill is, but that's okay. You, we get the point. You can go on.
1: Yeah. You either get new that's ones okay. or you get fills. And it's cheaper okay. to get fills. Anyways. So it's going to be $35. So anyways, she she brings me in. She goes, mom, I need help. They're telling me it's 40 40- or no, I didn't, know, I didn't know that. She just said, I need help paying because I don't have enough. So I said, I'm loaning you this money. You need to make it up to me. You know, we, we do the whole uh, credit bill and everything. So she understood that if she was borrowing from me, she was going to need to pay me back. But we give the guy a tip and we walk out and it's $50 that she paid. So we're walking, we're down kind of by the car. And she said, it's really strange because I called and they said $35, but then they charged me $45. And I said, hold up. Why didn't you say something when he charged $45 if you'd already called and asked? And she goes, no, that's so embarrassing, mom. I don't want to ask. And I said, no, we need to go back up and ask. She goes, no, I am not going up. I'm mortified. I'm getting in the car. And I said, well, I'm going up because we need to know for the future what, what the discrepancy is there. So it wasn't like I was like marching up angry. I mean, I was just nicely walking just back asking. up to, sure. to see, yeah, hey, what's, wh- Why? So I just said, how much are fills? And she said $35. And I said, well, why was she charged 45 And she said, oh, the design was really intricate. So it's $10 extra for design. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you very much. You know, see you next time. So I explained that to Cassidy. But the, the The thing that I found really interesting is that we've really taken that money being a taboo topic out of our family, right? We talk about money. We talk about every little, you know, thing about money. So why was it so uncomfortable for her to ask them the discrepancy of $10? So I said, you really need to understand where your money is going. And if you're quoted something, you have to be comfortable with asking why you know it's your money and so it yeah. could be and and i guess that goes back to the learning with small amounts you know and letting your kids practice with money right now i'd rather that happen right now with a 10 dollar exactly. discrepancy on nails than a 1000 dollar discrepancy on a used car or yeah. something like that that can get bigger totally. it was a lot of learning moments you know the nails i might not be a fan of but because <laughs> i'm in the core mindset i'm able to make lemonade out of lemons, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying before. A frivolous purchase, just because the, you think the purchase itself is frivolous doesn't mean there's not a ton of teaching opportunities within it. So you can kind of harvest it from there, which is exactly what you did. And there is a big win in there in that I know you said, look, now you're talking about money and, as a family and you weren't doing that before. So that in itself is a win for everybody in the family, for sure. So Cassidy didn't go. She stayed put. She And then you explained it to her afterwards, correct?
1: Yes. Did you think I should take her kicking and screaming the whole way up the stairs?
0: No, definitely not. I think that it would be, it's important to try.
1: <laughs> I did try, Alec. I did try.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. So it certainly you know not Cassidy, your fault.
1: Right? Just, you you yes. know Cassidy. She is not one to... to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, so, right, the yes, I agree and, missed opportunity, yeah, but yeah. I did my best,
0: yeah. And then you claimed every opportunity possible, that's for sure. I think that's, <laughs> you modeled for her the behavior of an educated consumer, because you want them to be educated consumers. You demonstrated that behavior to her. So even though she didn't go, it's not like it was a totally missed opportunity. You still demonstrated that for her in an important way. So- I think that was great.
1: Right, This is what we need more of, Alec. We need more sharing of questions, challenges, wins, and anecdotes. And I really, really want to hear where people's minds are shifting and where this transformation is happening. Because even though you've been in it for years and I've been in it for eight months, we still have stories every day. I mean, almost every single day, I feel like there's some opportunity if we're just looking for it.
0: Absolutely. Julie, for the challenge part of this podcast, I know we were going to talk about a challenge that you're having. So let's hear about that. You're seven, eight months in, uh, like you said, and there's sort of a lull that's been happening with the kids, which is totally normal, but let's hear about that.
1: With Cassidy, it's not so much because she does love to spend. She looks forward to that allowance very, very much. John he finds a lot of reasons to need money through the course of the month, but it's not front and center for his mind all the time. He's a 13-year-old, super energetic boy. And and stopping to take a pause and do the work, of course, even though it's, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, if we're expeditious, it's it still is, is like work to him. And he's like, oh, how long is this going to take? You know when are, when are we going to be done? I need to get on my bike and go to my friends, and you know, and so then it causes this real frustration with me, and I'm throwing my hands up, saying, "Well, fine, if you don't want the money, you don't get the money. You can figure it out, you know, in the month." And I think he thinks that whenever he's ready for it, that's when we're going to do it. You know, that he has this perfect moment. Maybe it's before bed one day, and you know, and and I try to keep it really consistent, like you've always said, Alec, consistency and strategy you know, the core day has its its own consistent strategy within it. But even sitting at the same place, at the same table, doing, you know, that, the process, the ritual of it is really important to me. So it becomes this argument and this push and pull and and John is impatient and intense. And so it gets heightened. And so it's been a lull in terms of like his excitement about it, but then it it causes me some frustration. So I guess I'd just like to tap into your expertise of, do you have any ideas on how we can get that back together or how I can really respond? I don't want to get upset about it. I want to have a really good answer that's consistent and strategic.
0: I think the most important thing to know is that lulls in any of this stuff, and when I say this stuff, I really mean parenting, it's normal. I mean, this stuff is hard. Parenting is not easy. Uh, I don't hard, know about yeah. you, but my kids didn't come with a manual. I wish they did. That would have been you know, so much easier, but they absolutely didn't. And if you think back to, I know that one of the analogies you've used in the past is that sometimes it's like potty training, right? Wait till you think they're ready, but then there's this struggle, this power struggle. And uh, do you give them an M&M if they go, if they don't? you know, It's like this whole thing. So the most important thing is to recognize it. It is hard. Kids can be temperamental. But like with so many things that we do as parents, sometimes we have to give tough love. So I have definitely done that with my kids. In the beginning, I would say there were times where I was the person who directed it, right? I said, "Hey, we're going to do this today. We're sitting down and and we made it happen." After a little while, and when I say a little while, it was actually after a couple of years, I started saying, you know what? You're the one who needs the spending money, and I don't want to badger you about it. I want to do it with you because I think it's important. One, I know there's things you want to buy. And two, I want to teach you. Teaching you is very important to me. So I put the onus upon them after a while, or I would remind them once, and and that was it. So what happened if we missed that? In the beginning, I would say we went more along the lines of, okay, well, you know, you missed last quarter, so I'm going to pay you twice this time. And we tried that. But what I found was much more effective was, hey, we missed it, and Sunday is going to be a week that we're behind, and we have no plans. And I want you to understand, and I say you know, to my kids, I say, listen, Grace, Eve, I'm telling you that I have no plans on Sunday. So it is up to you. If you want money this month, it's up to you to tell me, hey, Daddy, I'd like to do it. But what you can't do is, At night, like after dinner on this Sunday night, I'm done. I'm shut off. That's your opportunity is before dinner anytime on Sunday. Or I will say, you know, I am going here or we're going here as a family. So your window is from, you know, 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. If you forget, that's it. That money is gone. Period. End of story. And I held to that. That only had to happen really one or two times for them to really get it because it's a long time to go a month without money. I don't care how old you are to not buy anything, to not be able to, whether it's a frivolous purchase, whether it's, you know, get your nails done or buy some candy or meet up with your friends, you know, go to dinner, whatever it is. It's a long time Just
1: to have a little bit of independence.
0: Absolutely. I mean that right.
1: Like yeah. money means independence and being able to do things. And I know mine, like really, that would be a very long time for them.
0: Absolutely. It sounds like just what we were that. talking about with Cassidy's nails. I mean, if she's trying to do it you know, once a week, now she's going to have to make a decision. She's getting the $40 from her new job, but she's not getting this other money. Now she's going to have to bypass whatever clothing item she was planning for that month. Yeah. Those choices and mm-hmm. priorities. Tough love is hard for us parents, for sure. Uh, this is an opportunity to do it with money and have it really work well.
1: Yeah. I think I think I just also need to like post it on a calendar. I don't do that and they don't know what day it is, especially in the summertime. They have no clue, you know. And so I think I'm doing something wrong by springing it on them like, "Okay, now it's time to do this because I'm ready," you know, but right. I also need to take accountability and say to them, "Hey, tomorrow's Sunday or tomorrow's Wednesday, whatever we're doing, and at this time you need to be ready and so I can also do better.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I agree. Look, we know from when they were toddlers, right? It was, if you said, come, we're leaving and they were playing with blocks, you'd get a tantrum. But if you said, hey kids, we're leaving in 10 minutes. This is your 10 minute warning. And then you went in and said, hey kids, this is your two minute warning. We're leaving. And then it was, okay, it's time to go. You got a completely different response. The exact same thing. Totally. Teen toddlers. <laughs>
1: becoming a better parent as we as we speak Alexy it's not just about teaching our kids about money i'm learning how to be a better parent no we i all are. Uh, i i do feel like this program is helping me also grow in so many ways too so it's very transformative i want to share it with more people alex So to all you listeners out there, we do have our course. It's live. It's up on our website. And if you know parents that could also use some guidance and coaching on creating this awesome, strategic, consistent allowance approach with their kids, we're here. That's what we're here for.
0: Yeah. The current class that's up there is our flagship course, which is getting your elementary age child on the money savvy path. And for you podcast listeners, you can use a coupon code. Core pod 15, C-O-R-P-O-D 15, and that will get you a 15% discount.
1: I really wish I had started when when my kids were in elementary school, but I can tell you I'm glad I started when I did. And I think that every day that goes by that a parent waits is, you know, it's time lost. I would say get on that, get on that train, use that. Use that coupon code, share it with your friends, and, and hopefully we can have a lot more kids out there understanding how to, how to spend money wisely. I
0: agree. We do have plenty of free resources also. The blog is excellent, if I do say so myself. We like to go through a lot of the anecdotes and help parents in that. And also, of course, subscribe to the podcast, whether Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Alec. Thanks to our listeners and can't wait to connect next time. Teach sensibly, everyone.